You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. We got some football to be talking about. We got lots of players coming and going. We got some, finally, finally, an offensive coordinator kind of in within our sights. Can we nail him down? And maybe by the time you're listening to this, maybe we already have. So, Jared, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I feel like my head's spinning. It's been – typically off season is not a lot happening, but um, this has been more <laughs> exciting, if you will, than, than the season itself. It was – been a crazy past week and a half i'd say oh my gosh i mean everything from oh you know this is what's happening with these players to the exact opposite i mean it's just crazy like it seems like nobody has their their facts straight and you know one player decides to stay when you think that they're already gone and you're like what the heck is going on here and it's just i I mean i kind of still chalk it up to this is the I mean, lots of players are using this as their free pass to transfer anywhere. And they're just kind of, you know, playing, playing the game, seeing where they can go, where the best place for them. Uh, I mean, I saw somebody kind of relate it to what if like in you know baseball, there was, you know, free agency for every single player. Yeah. It's going to cause some chaos. And I think this has definitely caused a lot of chaos uh, in college football. I mean, there's so many people jumping in and jumping out of this portal. So it is what it is at this point. <laughs> it is what it is, my friend. Um, but let's uh, kind of start out with talking about Bo Nix uh, entering the transfer portal. Um, I do want to say this. I mean, it's kind of sad to see him go after uh, how much promise I feel like he had. Um, and to some extent, we saw some of the success at Auburn. Uh, he had lots of ups and downs throughout his career at Auburn. Um, I think throughout it all, one of the things that definitely stands out is just how much he he loved playing football at Auburn. It was definitely a dream come true for him. Um, he poured his heart out for for this team. And, uh, I mean, I, I saw some people saying, oh, Bo's a quitter. And I'm like, dude played on a broken ankle. Like, I don't know where what you were talking about, but the dude played on a broken ankle and has played – probably longer than I feel like most players would with how much crap he's gotten. Um, but I mean, I've, I've probably been on the side of Bo Nix kind of a supporter of him um, probably more than a critic, but Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on, you know, Bo Nix entering transfer portal and uh, you know, what, where that kind of leaves Auburn. Well, I made a comment, I think a month ago and said, Bo's not transferring. He's Auburn through and through. And, I was wrong, um, and this is not faulting him at all. Bo's got to do what's best for Bo. I hate to say that because it could eventually hurt Auburn, but at the end of the day, coaches and, you know, athletic directors and everybody for a long time has done what's best for, you know, them and or the school, and Bo's got to do what's best for Bo. I am surprised it happened. Um, what, what, what surprises you about it? Because I think, you know, um, you know, a lot of kids, Bo grew up, and Bo was unique in the fact that he grew up a huge Auburn fan, and he was good enough to play at Auburn. I grew up a huge Auburn fan. No way I was playing at Auburn. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't see myself leaving Auburn. And, again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I get all that. I'm not knocking Bo. 
I just couldn't see myself leaving Auburn. And so I felt like he wasn't going to leave Auburn. Um, you know, the, one of the sad things about Bo is it's almost like he peaked, like, the first game. I mean, he, he had that comeback drive. Absolutely, he won that game. Mm. And, you know, we saw, oh, man, is this going to be what it is? And, and almost that ceiling got set too high in the beginning that, that you really just couldn't meet as a true freshman. And we could never get back to that on a consistent level. Um, and he is absolutely not to blame for all of that. Um, I think we all agree the offensive line did him no favors. Yeah, I mean, we said it throughout the season. It was this combination of the offensive line and then wide receivers. I mean, there were certain games where Bo had the right pass. He passed it in the right, to the right spot. The, the wide receiver just dropped it. And you can't do anything about that. Um, and, and even still, I think Bo Nix, you know, he kind of finished around, if you kind of look at his QBR, it wasn't the worst. It was around 33rd in the nation. It was around 70.8. Um, so he, he was kind of upper, you know, parts of the college football world, uh, but not anything that was, you know, the Spencer Rattlers or the Bryce Youngs of the world. And that's, you know, for a five-star, I think we you had those expectations. And like you said, I think that first game might have, you know, set that bar way too high for us, whereas he, we know he's a true freshman. And we saw that in multiple games his freshman year, especially in away games. And that's, that's where maybe us as Auburn fans shouldn't have put that on him. Um, and, you know, he put the pressure on himself too, but there, there's a point where he just didn't meet those expectations. And that, I, I think that might've been part of the reason he was just like, I think it's about time to, you know, change things up and see where else I can go. Um, because I mean, one of the phrases, and I think Clint Richardson had tweeted this out, and I, I love this phrase. Um, and he said, Bo deserves success, and I sure hope he finds it. And, and I think that's true of probably most Auburn fans. There's, they, they, even whether or not you loved him or you didn't, I, I, I would hope that you would at least you know, hope he finds success somewhere. Uh, because, I mean, he's a true Auburn man, already got his degree at Auburn. And uh, he's moving forward, and he's going to be playing somewhere else besides Auburn next year. Any other kind of thoughts about you know why uh, why this all kind of transpired? Uh, I mean, there was just I mean, like you said, a whirlwind this last week or so around it all. But any any kind of reasons why you think it it, it happened this way? There's no way to know. I mean, I, you know, I think without a doubt, he probably was looking at the offensive line and hey, what are you going to be able to do at receiver? And this might be my last chance to, you know, prove to the NFL. And, you know, as much as it pains us to say, um, those two spots are not great for Auburn. You know, uh, we'll get into recruiting. We did bring in some guys. Um, but as far as, um, you know, skill and maturity, that that's not a lot in those spots. And those are key for quarterback success. Probably looked at that. Um, we didn't have an offensive coordinator. There was rumors floating around him and his dad, you know, wanted preferred a certain person who that is, I don't know. Um, you know, like or hate Harson, Harson doesn't play around. So like Harson's gonna do it his way and he's gonna succeed or fail his way. So he's not gonna have anybody tell him who he needs to hire. I'm not saying the Knicks has did that at all, but if they even were trying to influence that, um, you know, they probably didn't get the warm, fuzzy feeling from Harson on that. So um, you know, a lot of factors. Fans were not easy on Bo. Um I, I'm probably in the minority. I don't know that that was the final 
determining factor. Uh, it didn't help, um, but I think he realizes fans are going to be hard on you in the SEC anywhere you go. Probably hurts a little more when it's family that's that's kind of dogging you, which is what we were. We're family to him, and I get that. Uh, probably hurts a little more than if he was at another school, you know, getting mm-hmm. called out. Um, you know, and and to be fair, Bo won some games for us, and typically quarterbacks get the credit for that. He still never got like the LSU game. Mm. I mean, he totally won that for us, and yeah. I don't know that he fully got the credit for that. Um, so his credit to criticism was not equal, and, and that's not right. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, the the amount that he, I mean. Uh, I felt like people, as soon as Bo did, you know, something wrong, he overthrew a receiver, he, you know, threw a bad pass, and they're like, Bo's the worst. And I'm like, wait, did you just see five plays before that where he just scrambled around and got us a first down? Like, there's so many instances of the, you know, I like to call him Bodini at times. <laughs> like, that's part of who he is. And, like, he, he knew how to get the first down, whether it was using his legs or throwing it. And that, that's something that is just kind of an innate thing that Bo Nix has as a quarterback. So, I mean, as much as you, you probably, you know, you probably, like I said, fall on the side of you either hate him or you loved him or maybe somewhere in between there's, you know, I feel like we can probably all kind of stand on, we want Bo to succeed. And I think it's probably now we're, you know, Jared and I were a couple of days past after, you know, Bo announcing that he was going to the portal. I, I, the more I'm coming to grips with it and kind of seeing that this might honestly be a better situation than what we had thought. Because now, I mean, this kind of, in my mind, opens up us to go probably get one of the top transfer quarterbacks in, in the transfer portal right now. Instead of, you know, trying to convince the transfer portal quarterback, hey, come to Auburn and Maybe you play, maybe you don't. Transfer quarterbacks don't want that. They they want as much of a guarantee as possible that they're going to be that next QB one. So I don't know. I, I think the more I'm I'm coming to grips with it, I guess. All right, Jared. Uh, also, one of the other things that I just kind of want to talk about because I think it kind of ties in with this is Tank Bigsby entering the transfer portal, um, and then supposedly not. It was reported that he was going, and then he didn't. Man, that again, another one of those like weird whirlwinds kind of within all that. What what's kind of your thoughts on you know now Tank finally landing on, hey, I'm staying at Auburn? Uh here in I mean, we all I mean, here's where I will make fun of Auburn fans. I said that I don't think the both situation you know, there were Auburn fans that were tweeting during some games like Tank should transfer. Who tweets that about your own school? <laughs> that blow people Think about what you're tweeting, okay? Like I said before, talk to your friends if you want to say that. Don't tweet that. But when it actually – I was like, that's not ever going to happen either. And then I saw the news on the same day, Bo, and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we might be in trouble. Yeah. And I was trying to convince myself, uh, okay, well, this could be good. Quez will get more carries and yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, you don't want to lose two starting players. That, that just doesn't look good. So, I don't know what caused it. Um, I, You know – I don't know. There's no way to know. I know that Hokinson of on three said that it was happening and that Cadillac and Harson did a really, 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 really good job of recruiting to keep him because mm. he was out the door. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I I legitimately, when I saw that, my heart sank 
knowing that Bo was gone and Tank was gone and thinking about our offense, which, you know, maybe come next year we have a clean slate and we can, you know, build things up. But honestly, at this point, I don't want to build things up. I, I want to just keep moving forward as much as we can. Um, and maybe that's a selfish shot of me um, with that. But either way, I'm I'm definitely happy Tank's coming back. I think the, the sales pitch is probably, hey, Bobo's a more passing offensive coordinator. He didn't give you as many options to run. And at times it felt like he kind of went away from Tank, even when he was hot. And I think Tank might have felt a little disrespected about that. And I mean, if I was in a situation, I was having the game of my life and coach kept passing the ball. I, w- I would just be like, all right, what the heck? I'm I'm having the best game of my life and running really, really well. So, I mean, I kind of get it. And now I wonder if also, you know, knowing now, especially now we know or we have a good idea of who the new offense coordinator with Austin Davis, maybe that kind of ties in into it all that you know, we're going to commit more to a Tank Bigsby running offense next year. And I would love that. I would absolutely eat that up and get me on the Tank train right now. And uh, I'm, I'll be riding it. Yeah. I mean, I think, if, I think if Tank gets 10 to 15 more carries this year, we win two more ball games. I think we went away from it in the Mississippi State game too quick in the second half. And we absolutely did not use him right in the South Carolina game. Mm-hmm. And I think if we do that, it was two more ball games. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you know, I just I, and and if you're Harson, you go to here's what you do. You go to him and say, and I'm not knocking Bobo. It's not a knock on him, but it's facts. You go to him and say, look, I felt like Bobo misused you. Um, here's film of what I did at Boise. Here's what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to be calling plays. Come back. Let's ride one more time, and let's go out with a bang. And I right. think he was able to probably you if Bobo's there. I think Tate might have gone because you could look on the sideline in some of those games when it he was not being used. Yeah. You could see his visible frustration. Yeah. Well, and, and there were key plays where you're thinking, oh, this is a perfect Tank Bigsby type run right up the middle. Tank's averaging four and a half, five yards a carry this game. Just give him the ball. And and yet we would go away from that in key times. And 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 if you're a key player like Tank, who he's he's got that motor and knows what it takes to keep the game, you know, on your side, win the game, that that would be a little bit disrespectful. So, I mean, I, I get it from where Tank was probably kind of feeling. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, 
please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's let's kind of talk about, you know, also, I mean, the whirlwind of offensive coordinator at this point. So, I mean, at this point, Jared, you and I are 16 days past when we fired Boba or you know, Bobo resigned, whatever. I didn't know. fire Bobo, did you? No, I didn't. I mean, I wish I did. I had that. We, 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 fire. <laughs> we is in Auburn. I'm just messing with you. No, actually, I don't wish I had that power. That's uh, that's a lot on you. Yeah, no kidding, um, right? But uh, it's been a crazy 16 days. I mean, like, I, I've gone from, oh, awesome. Like, we're going to hire somebody in the next, you know, first couple days of this. We have somebody in mind to – are we actually like waiting on somebody, you know, I was thinking like maybe a, you know, a, a coach that's going to the playoffs or something like an assistant coach. Are we going after that? And then I was like, are we even going to hire an offensive coordinator? And we just like put in like, I don't know, some, some you know, stub in for an offensive coordinator. I mean, like <laughs> I have gone in like from all the spectrums off for offensive coordinator. Jared, what's it kind of been like for you with all of the, we we fire Boba, resign, whatever, and then now now it looks like Austin Davis, um, who's coached at uh, the C- Seattle Seahawks for a, a few years, it's looking more like that. Signs are pointing towards him at least at this point. Yeah, I mean there was a point there. I think you and I were mentioned as potential candidates. I mean they were just throwing names out. <laughs> um, so it was crazy. I mean I I think after the. <laughs> Bo announcement everything became a blur you almost forgot we didn't have an offensive coordinator um (laughs) but yeah and then today they they announced you know probably Austin. well it it is austin davis they just hadn't finalized so you know we had the weird you know we didn't even talk about man this seems like two years ago we didn't even talk about how i think we actually hired zach hill but he couldn't get through compliance because arizona state has issues Mm. so we we moved on um so i i don't know i will uh, a weird caveat to all this there's stories being written about this now because we didn't have an offensive coordinator you can only have 10 people recruiting for you that opened up a spot we put Trevon Reed who's in who's essentially an off the field analyst in that spot he's from Louisiana very Mm -hmm. likable guy and loves Auburn we landed two Louisiana recruits and flipped one from LSU so there's articles being written now about how this actually may have benefited us not having an offensive coordinator because Trevon Reed couldn't have been on the, he couldn't have been on it, but that's a side story. As far as the actual coordinator himself, it was kind of crazy. I didn't expect him to fire Bobo, even though it probably was the right move. And I don't know much about Austin Davis. I know I will. The only thing I can say, and then I'll, I'll let you start talking anytime you can say, listen, I'm in, I was in the NFL. I left on my own. I didn't get fired. So I was in the NFL I know what it takes to be an NFL whatever, in this case, quarterback. Mm-hmm. And also, he's able to say, hey, I've been coaching Russell Wilson. So, that grabs your – immediately, that's better than saying, hey, I've been coaching Sam Darnold, you know. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of starting to get weirdly excited about it, I guess, from that that aspect. Yeah. I mean, is he a play caller? I don't think so. I mean, he's never done it. I, I think we're going to either – I don't know. Somebody else is probably going to be a play calling. 
But I think the experience of him actually playing in the NFL as a quarterback for seven seasons and then also being a quarterback coach for a few years after he retired from the NFL, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's going to, you know, speak loudly, you know, recruiting wise, but also when it comes to, you know, talking to the quarterbacks in the quarterback room, because he's going to be a guy that can say, this is what you need to do. This is what NFL quarterbacks are doing to prepare. If you want to become an NFL quarterback, you do X, Y, and Z. That's the benefit of having a guy like him. Um, And, and I was kind of looking back at, you know, what did he do while he was at the Seattle Seahawks? Um, under Pete Carroll, he had Russell Wilson as his main quarterback, but there were some others under him. And Russell Wilson, uh, he he actually helped him improve his uh, completion percentage um, while while he was there. And I, you could probably credit that to a lot of different things, but I think one of the main ones has to be your quarterbacks coach, which was Austin Davis. And you know that's that's one key piece that I think is a you know positive like he knows how to coach his coach the quarterbacks i think secondarily he's a young up-and-coming guy that even pete carroll trusted i mean he's 32 years old and pete carroll had him under his wing and i mean even uh, there i think harson even talked to pete carroll and you know tried to get his you know mindset on hey who is this austin davis guy and should we hire him so it sounds like they were kind of doing their due diligence to find this guy that you know, probably not many of us had ever heard of um, in Austin Davis. And, uh, you know, hey, let, let's make it, uh, you know, I, I hope that he becomes a, a top-level offensive coordinator um, and kind of develops himself and, uh, you know, becomes a one of the great offensive coordinators. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you – I mean, you hit on this a little bit. He's been able to learn under, you know, probably one of the top 10 NFL coaches out there, maybe even higher than that. He's kind of, I think, getting a little older and going to retire. But, you know, Pete Carroll. Um, mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll was a great college coach. I realize <laughs> they got busted for some things. But as far as on the field, they were they were in Alabama. They were a dynasty. So he's able to learn under him. He's going to bring some pro concepts with him. And honestly – until he's proven wrong, he's going to be able to tell all these quarterbacks, listen, I think you mentioned it. Listen, I am I know what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Come to Auburn. I will prove that to you. Mm-hmm. And apparently his first phone call was to the quarterback out of USC that just got in the portal who has one season under his belt of over 3,000 passing yards. Ooh. And so I don't know if that West Coast connection, maybe even Pete Carroll had a hand in that. USC connection but yeah so that was his first phone call so you just don't know what it's gonna what it's gonna bring but uh getting getting more excited about it yeah I mean hey that that's I think another benefit of he can he has that connection you know extra connections out there um I mean I, I don't really think I mentioned this yet but he came from the same school Brett Favre came from at Southern Miss um which they they've pumped out some obviously some pretty good quarterbacks so um he knows what it takes from even a college standpoint uh to make it um and get calling it right now we're winning the national championship next year <laughs> because it because he's got that brett farm connection i'm calling it right now i'm excited <laughs> hey you got too much ben king in you right now i'm pretty sure ah. <laughs> barner in you got a little love barner it. going i love it um 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, overall, I think we're at a good spot, at least with Austin Davis. I think once we get the official, you know, sign the papers, we see the deal um, and start to see, you know, what he's doing. I, I think, well, I think that that under Harson, I mean, Harson has been so far um, made the choices you know, so far, pretty good choices that I, I can't necessarily like disagree with. I mean, he seems like he's, you know, making the right choices that, you know, a lot of people um, were kind of saying he should. So, um, all right. One other kind of side topic, this we'll kind of finish this one out. Um, I, I was just, you know, thinking about all this whirlwind and I mean, it started to make me think like, it, it seems like, you know, Auburn football and I, I'm sure, I mean, talking to my other uh, friends that are fans of other colleges, it seems like because of, Maybe I don't know if it's necessarily a transfer portal. It could be, honestly. Uh, football programs seem to be in dysfunction. Like after a season, it's chaos. And I just at least wanted to get your thoughts on like, is that the transfer portal? Is it other things, or are, you know, are football programs actually dysfunctional and having some chaos in them? Yeah, I think it's transfer portal. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head earlier with. Uh, imagine everybody in the NFL at the end of the season is an unrestricted free agent. Um, it, 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 I get why they did it. You know, it's fairness to the players, but man, it's just totally changed the game. We know, um, you know, I talk about, um, you know, um, Reed, Trevon Reed, that type, you know, he loves Auburn now and he's the one that was big on the recruiting trail. That, that story will never happen again. You know why? He came out of Louisiana as a highly touted defensive back. We brought him, tried to make him a receiver, and for three years it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Finally flipped him to defensive back, and he did okay. He wanted to go into the pros and bounced around a little bit, but he would have transferred out of Auburn. Like there's no way he would have stuck around and fall, yeah. fell in love with Auburn, not in today's game. So those stories are going to go away, and that's a little sad um, because, I mean, he is diehard. He's all in on Auburn. He loves it. Um but, yeah, it feels like dysfunction. I think as fans, we only see the negative. Like, okay, we see we, – well, we've had five, six players transfer out. But, you know, we're on the board to maybe get five or six to transfer in. Mm-hmm. So, you got to keep that in mind. Like, this thing is ever-moving. Kids can transfer until July, I think. So, there's going to be some more guys leave, and there's going to be some more available to bring in. Yeah. And so, you like, for me – I think it's kind of like one of those we're on. I mean, I, I was describing it, it's a roller coaster of the off season. It's I think as soon as the season ends, you see players leave. You think, oh, crap, what's going to happen? And then you see us land a couple of big transfers and you're like, oh, awesome. We're back. And and yet if you kind of look at it, yeah, we did have some, you know, uh, a lower point, but then it picked up real quick. So it's it's just, you know, sticking along for the ride. I mean, it's it's the old thing. Is your heart enough, uh, healthy enough for Auburn football? I mean, no. that, that question. I, I, let me ask real quick, because uh, this just hit me. Does this make, not just for immediate, like guys you're going to bring in the portal that don't go towards your ranking that will help. Does this make rankings matter less, though? Because look at it this way. These schools that were signing number one classes every year, like you can't make all those guys happy, and now they don't have to stay. So mm. let's say you signed a number two recruiting class this year, but you lose like half of those guys after next season because they're not yeah. happy. Yeah. So that number two then means nothing really. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
So I think it's going to totally change really how the rankings even matter. I mean, you got to get good players, no doubt. Right. But you get too many of them and they're not going to stay like they used to have to stay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard the argument of, I think that like people are saying that the transfer portal is kind of lowering how important that the early signing period is, or even just signing day. It's, it makes it so that, yeah, that's kind of your first school that you go to, but (laughs) your first, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like in college, you know, transferring, you know, moving from one college to, I mean, not college, but you know, Hey, I started out you know, at Auburn and engineering, and then I moved over to the business college like, somewhere else. Yeah. yeah like it, it, it happens like obviously, but now it's happening in college football at a pretty high level. And you know, that's, that, that can be a little jarring, um, especially like now with the NIL stuff going on. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, Deion Sanders throwing around, uh, you know, $1.5 million, you know, at, you know, recruit. I mean, that's pretty crazy for NIL. Uh, and just to come to Jacksonville State, are you kidding me? <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, I know, right? And, and that's just, you know, the, the state of, you know, college football right now is it's where, you know, the money is. But then also, you know, it, it it's where this, you know, where the players want to go and, and not necessarily where these you know, huge classes go to. Oh, I mean, I, like you said, I feel, still think there's going to be something uh, to be said for, you know, a top 10 recruiting class because I mean, it's hard to get players in, but it's also going to be kind of important for getting guys out of the transfer portal. So it's going to be this balance of, hey, how well can you get guys on early signing day? But secondarily, you know, how, how can you get guys from the transfer portal in as well? It's going to be this combination of that. All right, Jared, any other final thoughts before you get out of here? Uh, nope. Just uh, kind of glad that's over. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Little, there's a little calm, I guess, before the next storm in February. Yeah, for real. Um, Jared, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at, uh, under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.